And welcome to the Druck Report. John Drucker Miller, hometownheadlines.com. Thanking you for joining us today. A lot going on in our city. We have two guests with us today. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. As always, we come to you from the studios of Brand Red over on 4 Bale Street. Todd, once again, Todd Labarge, once again, is producing us. We appreciate that today. We are joined today, and we're going to go, uh, let's see here, alphabetically, keep, keep us safe. How's that? And women first. We are joined by Rome City Commissioner Wendy Davis. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us here this morning. You bet. Glad to have you guys here. We are joined also by one of the first guests on my old radio edition, and this is a first-time podcast guest, City Commissioner Craig McDaniel. Good morning, John. Thank you very much for being here, guys. Um, first off, I'm glad you both recovered. I mean, a 12-hour or 11-hour city retreat, planning retreat. Oh, it was amazing. It was invigorating. What are How you much talking coffee? about? How, was, it, was it coffee? Was it smoothies? I mean, you know. <laughs> well, we ate well. Good. I mean, we, good. we had breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the Marriott, and it was good. They did a really good job, and uh, it's, it's a great facility over there. Isn't it nice? It's, uh, I've heard more and more people who have had uh, – that type of meetings, or, I mean, they're even doing some different kind of catering events. I think they had a big thing with Valentine's Day and all. That has become, and it's funny, I'm, I'm glad y'all were there, because it's really kind of like kind of related. All this is kind of related, tied into about where the city is headed and that kind of stuff. But I thought it was exciting uh, seeing that, you know, God forbid, and you're better, you're better people than I am. I mean, I can't do a meeting for two hours. And God forbid you guys were there. I know it was incredible topics. Uh, a lot of folks in there. I thought it was wonderful. You started out having the county commission join you for breakfast. Kind of get a little synergy there with those guys as well. So anyway, let's talk about what, uh, you know, what was a, you know, I saw the agenda. I was forwarded by, you know, by what would be discussed. I remember looking at it thinking, my God, if you get through half of this stuff, God bless you. I mean, just a ton of topics and you want to pay each one to do respect to it as well. But uh, to see you guys go from 8 to 7 with dinner included and that kind of stuff, neat things happened there. Let's talk about some of those things because coming out of it, one of your colleagues, of course, uh, kind of, this is what kind of inspired me to do this. That's a wrong word to use, I guess, to kind of uh, – your, one of your colleagues, uh, Mark Cochran, had a uh, Facebook post saying a lot changed today at, at this meeting or a lot moving forward, a lot of topics discussed. But I thought, well, let's, let's, take, a, let's, you know, let's take our listeners – a little bit inside that, and get a uh, get a look at you know what maybe some open with this. How about some general thoughts, Wendy? We'll start with you. What did happen there, and what did come out of that retreat? Well, I tell you, um, I I in many ways share um, Commissioner Cochran's enthusiasm. Um, my experience with uh, city retreats in the six previous years, I have been participating as a commissioner, have have been a little more frustrating, right? Uh, we're all invited to submit topics for the agenda, and a lot of times my topics, the topics I had submitted, would come up and. You know, they'd let me say a, a thought or two about that topic, and then there would either be silence or there would be a lot of, um, well, we can't do that for this reason, and then we move on. And so I just I felt like my new ideas had not been enthusiastically uh, supported. But then we have this day last week where we have a lot of new ideas and some ideas that aren't new but um, received new um energy and enthusiasm. And I feel like that we came out of the day making a lot of progress. We have action steps on almost every item that we talked about, uh, about how we move forward and um, start looking at doing some big, bold things for the city. And I find that very exciting. So that was your sixth edition of one of these retreats. So I've been no, probably seventh or eighth, I think one year we did two. So this is my beginning of my seventh year on the city commission. 
Okay. And Craig, of course, just reelected back in November. It's a brand new four-year term. So this is number five. Well, number six, maybe. Number five. Number five. Yeah, number five. How about five. you? What's your take? What's your takeaway from it? Well, you know, we had, I think we had 22 items on the agenda. I went back and looked at 2017. I think we had about 20 or 21 in 2017. Uh, we end up talking uh, to a large extent about the same things, uh, you know, with the city. Uh, a lot of our focus is always downtown, you know, the Broad Street area. And then we're beginning to have good conversations now about the quarters and uh, East Rome, West Rome. And, uh, you know, we had the comment by Chris Clark, uh, the guy that heads the Georgia Chamber. Uh, yeah. He talked about coming into uh, Rome uh, from uh, through the Five Points area there, the North Broad and he was talking about uh, the appearance of that. I live in West Rome, and I represent West Rome, and I've got concerns about that quarter, and we all share concerns about the Martha Beardy, uh, Martha Beardy quarter and those motels there. That I, I hear more about that, I think, than any one topic uh, in the city is about the appearance of the city of Rome as you come into downtown Rome, especially that quarter there because a lot of people come to Broad Street or Floyd Medical Center uh, on Highway 27 and down Martha sure. Berry. And uh, so I, I hear more about that, I guess, uh, than any other one thing. I go get the car lots. The, I mean, the car, the, the play they're coming in on 411, the Martin Salvage Yard are coming in on 101. But the other ones on the other side over on the west side of that road, that's you know, people, a lot of our family are all coming up from, you know, either from Marietta area or something like that. They're going to say, what are y'all doing something about those cars? So, yeah, it's like every quarter we seem to have an issue with. Yeah. Well, I think it's a situation where, you know, businesses want to locate where there's a high traffic count and where you're in close proximity to other businesses. And uh, so, and as, you know, as a government, you can't pick and choose. Uh, you know, free enterprise, they get to pick out where they want to be and they get to build a building and uh, we get um, uh, assigned the responsibility of maybe enforcing ordinances and laws in some of those areas. But every community, I go, uh, and Commissioner Davis and I go to Georgia Municipal Association meetings and every issue that we have in Rome uh, as a municipality uh, you can talk to a city commissioner or a city council person in just about any other community and they share the same problem. And, uh, you know, we're fortunate that we have a very vibrant downtown and a very strong economy. And uh, even in the bad times, we haven't suffered like a lot of communities have suffered. No, good point about that. And we talked about, you know, about how our downtown is prospering. You're letting a ton going on right now. I can't believe all the movement and real estate and everything else on Broad Street right now. But here it is. You guys are meeting over here at the Courtyard Rome Riverwalk, which is, you know, one of the signature pieces of the so-called River District. I know that was part of your part of the uh, topics, I think, discussed at this meeting as well about, you know, can we can we as a community see some of this Broad Street I don't want to say wealth. I hope, hope it's wealth. I hope everybody's doing pretty good down there. But bring some of that action across the river and over to the River District. We've seen Aventine come in here. We've heard a ton of plans, what's happened on the North 5th thing. So anyway, coming out of your meeting, you know, again last week, was there, you know, let's, we'll, how about we start with the River District? What, you know, what was the what was the gauge on that? Pros, cons, good, bad? What would you all hear? Well, I mean, there, there was a, a very um, – 
lively discussion about, um, you know, sort of hopes and aspirations and visions uh, for lots of parts of Rome. Uh, you know, the commissioner McDaniel talked about the corridors and, you know, we've identified the corridors before as a problem. But at this meeting Thursday, I felt like we said we need to push forward and find some solutions. Right. Um, so in a similar way, uh, the River District has great potential. And oh, I think yeah. the the city's investment um, that will be coming with the streetscape um, from the SPLOS funds that the voters were smart enough to <laughs> approve um, and the city um, choosing to build that what was called a bridge to nowhere for a very long time. I think without that bridge, uh, we would not have the courtyard there. Um, I think the city um, buying those properties uh, right across from Barron Stadium so we could ha- be determinants of the future of what goes there. I think those were all very smart investments. You see time after time that wise public investment brings private dollars. And I think we're on the verge of um, a bunch of dominoes falling in that regard here in the River District. And we talked a lot about wanting it to be very vibrant, wanting it to um, attract uh, particularly young professionals um, and um, have a sort of a different feel, right? Not just luxury housing, but housing that's more attainable housing mixed in with retail and entertainment and dining opportunities and and hopefully having a bit of a pop to it. Well, I think we're seeing a little bit of that with the courtyard, I think for sure. Uh Give the folks at River City Bank credit for what they've done, their voters credit for what they've done to the stadium, to enhance the stadium there. Uh, you know, Aventine, the foundry, even some of the stuff over there, uh, you know, Avenue A, Tom Holt's property over there coming into play now as well. It just seems to be a lot of stuff happening there. And Craig, you know, from your side, from a city commissioner's point of view, also a real estate point of view, though, too. Uh, I mean, you're seeing things happen over there. You got your hands on coming, you know, kind of the pulse over there. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? Well, I, I think there's a lot of excitement. The, starting back in 2010, we put together a uh, committee, and it was long before I was on city commission, to look at the 3rd and the 5th Avenue districts, and I think that's where they first came up with this idea of having an arts district over there. Uh, we've had some discussion about having kind of like a river walk or doing better along the rivers, but uh, and we use Columbus and Greenville and Chattanooga as examples, but we built a city on the river, basically. I mean, our, um, as we transitioned from this agricultural community, um, you know, with the cotton block got its name for a reason, the rivers were the corridor there, and the city basically sprung up around that. So um, we're one of the few cities that have actually been located uh, at the confluence of uh, the of one river and along two other rivers. Our challenge, and I, I think it's more of an opportunity, is what we do over on the west third side and uh, along Fifth Avenue and Avenue A over there. And we've got investors that are looking. I'm, I'm involved in real estate and I, I had a conversation with a developer about 30 minutes before I got here about doing some things over there. You, you can expand on that. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I wish I could. I'd, I'd love to name names, but there's a lot of activity over there. You know, we're looking at urban mixed-use zoning over there, and uh, we, you know, one of the hurdles that we've got to uh, kind of get through is Floyd Medical Center, which is our largest employer, actually owns a couple of parcels over there that will be restricted uh, for healthcare use if we go UMU zoning. Well, actually, pardon my interruption, but we actually talked about adding 
hospital and healthcare yeah, got, to, and so that's the, to the UMU zoning. So it oh, could, nice so idea. the whole thing could be. And again, it was was a, a new idea that was brought up, and people said, "Yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it." Right? It, it, again, a, a lovely um, opportunity to embrace uh, making a change. Yeah, and that's the way government, you know, has worked. I came from an environment, um, you know, when I was at college. You're talking about change. I, when I went to work at school, I had one campus and I don't know, maybe 500 students. And by the time I left, we had nine uh, county service area and five campuses and, Lord, I don't know, 7,000 credit students. And so the challenges um, that came along there kind of prepared me to think in terms of being a city commissioner um, we, we evolve. I mean, it's a situation where you've got nine different personalities, nine different, uh, nine people who bring different backgrounds uh, to the Rome City Commission, and we've all got ideas. Um, I think there's a perception that we fuss and fight a lot, but we get along a whole lot better on the Rome City Commission uh, than people would imagine. There are very few times that um, we, you know, we don't have a uh, unanimous vote. And, uh, you know, we've got some big well, issues. Well, maybe a couple times here. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and Commissioner Davidson, I mean, she's very opinionated about some things, and I am as well. Um, the thing I have found about being a commissioner is we vote, you know, we discuss it. We, you've got to get five votes. You've got to get people uh, to agree with what you want to do. But after we take a vote on the Rome City Commission, we move forward. I mean, we really and truly, there's other business to handle. And so after we take the vote, we move forward. And, um, you know, I, I don't hold grudges. Um, if I win or lose, it's, it's a situation where, you know, the city commission has acted. <clears throat> it's a really good form of government. I, you know, there are a lot of different ways to change it and say, well, they do it different here. But for this community, and I've been here for 66 years, um, I think the relationship that we have with the county right now, the relationship we have with the state, um, the way that we have survived this huge downturn in the economy, uh, I think we need to be patting ourselves on the back. I mean, this is, I firmly believe we've got the best city in Georgia. I, I don't, um, I've, I've been to Savannah, I've been to any place in Georgia, I probably have been to 50 or 60 cities in Georgia. There's no place I would swap Rome, Georgia with. Well, and speaking of people getting along really well, one of the another exciting element of last Thursday was you mentioned that the county commissioners came to breakfast with us. Um, they paid their own way, by the way. Uh, you know, I think it was our treat. Uh, we will have an opportunity for them to treat uh, another day. Um, but you hear that, in Scotty Hancock? Okay. In addition to... Um, a, a really uh, thoughtful discussion about the Uniform Land Development Code, which I'm happy for us to talk about further after the break. Um, we, an idea that I have been championing, Commissioner McDaniel talked about the Georgia Municipal Association meetings probably four or five years ago. I heard a presentation from a woman who at the time that she started it was the head of the chamber in her community. She's now a mayor in a, a neighboring community, but they got all the stakeholders all the elected officials, plus other people who had, you know, a, a big stake in the progress of that community, they would gather them once a year and have a planning retreat for those stakeholders. And I brought that idea back. And every year at the retreat, I've been like, hey, let's try this. Hey, let's try this. And so this this breakfast last week, 
um, we decided that we would move forward with that. Uh, Allison Waters and I were at a, a different conference uh, the week before and had mulled the idea along. She got support on her side. I got support on our side. And so I'm really looking forward to us uh, working together no, it's more good closely. Idea. And of course, you know, in, in, I think before both of you were on the commission, and I'm not trying to dig up old bones here or anything, but there were, there were times when the city and the county, no, the Christmas card list was pretty scant, put it like that. Yeah, yeah well, there was a the time best. when it best. hurt us with industrial prospects because exactly. we were not unified. And uh, what we found from statewide developers, and I, I've been involved in economic development in the community because of my position at the college, but I was also chairman of the board of the chamber and I chaired a number of boards. So I've been at the table with a lot of those discussions and I have heard back when it was the old department of industry, trade and tourism, now it's department of economic development, but back then uh, I had some of the uh, state level industrial recruitment people tell me very bluntly, uh, y'all have got to get your act together. Yeah. You've got to start working together. And I can tell you today, I, I, uh, you know, the city is in the county. If you live in the city, you live in the county. That's always been my mindset. We've got a lot of resources they don't have and vice versa. But we've got a really good relationship with the county right now. And uh, Sammy Rich and uh, Jamie McCord are excellent city managers, and they, they work together. They do a lot of work that we're never uh, involved in. But uh, you don't have to go very far up Highway 27 or very far down Highway 27 to find communities that don't operate that way. Oh, I believe it. Who did we have a city commissioner who once used that term, city of Rome, county of Floyd? I don't, I'm drawing a blank. I don't, Maybe, that one's escaping okay. my recollection. Because we'll, kind of, kind of to bring that point home is that, yes, we are the city of Rome. However, Rome is in the county of Floyd and right. vice versa. Right. Tell you what, we'll take a break on that. Come back. So, you know, Craig, you mentioned that, you know, we are in a, in a community that, you know, is, is envied by many. Rome has got, you know, a tremendous amount of assets. That's what I'd like to come back on maybe and see where we're taking this. I'm like, y'all, in, in, in all three of our lines of work, I mean, you know, politics, real estate, uh, media, whatever we did yesterday, unfortunately, that's yesterday. yesterday. It doesn't count. Today, right. it's like baseball. Every day. Brand Every new, brand new, new day. So let's talk about, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, we are at a great point here. Let's talk about where we're going to be going from here in this next segment. This is the Druck Report, part of the Hometown Headlines edition. You know, I almost said their magic word radio there. I heard that. <laughs> I saw that R. And we won't cut We won't cut that out of there. It's fine. But no, it's part of the Hometown Podcast Network. We'll do more of this after the break. This is the Hometown Headlines Podcast Edition. I'm Ryan Simmons, Creative Director at Brand Red. We're honored to sponsor today's episode. If you're looking to grow your business, we help companies just like yours reach new customers. Contact us by visiting our website at brandredstudios.com or emailing us at info at brandredstudios.com. And welcome back to the Drug Report, part of the production, whatever we are, radio, websites, whatever it is. We're the 
We're just trying to bring you information about Rome, Georgia, any best way we can. Thank you for spending time with us today. We do appreciate that. Again, now we'll flip sides. Now we'll tell you we are joined by City Commissioner Craig McDaniel, City Commissioner Wendy Davis, kind of based on last week's retreat by the City Commission, uh, about a, about a 11, 12-hour session, looking at what's ahead with Rome. We had some great conversation about things that did happen there and about overview of where Rome was. Guys, let's take that point again, and we're going we're gonna to kind of fast forward. We are, and I think we are blessed to be in a wonderful community. We really are. And thank you, too, by the way, for your work and what you guys do as city commissioners and in public leaders and public servants. Uh, you never hear that enough from the media. You never hear that enough from the public, but thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. I enjoy it. It's it's, it's got to be fun, but I mean, God forbid, Facebook. I mean, you know, look, it, it's 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 the way to reach uh, reach constituents. It's an important. It is. It's oh, it an is. important part of uh, being open and transparent and communicating and gaining new ideas. It's true, but boy, sometimes believe me, and I'm and I. It's my number one marketing tool for home done headlines. That said. If I had hair, it'd be gone from some of the Facebook stuff here. Let's talk about more, though, more about what uh, happened last week and about taking a great community and making it better. Uh, again, we talked briefly last time about some takeaways from the meeting. I mean, I love the idea of the corridor improvements. Uh, going maybe some of the River District evolution as well. Love to hear the idea of mixing health into that as well. I mean, as we all know, in recent headlines, we have some new opportunities with health, I think, with some you know fake vacancies and changes coming over here. What else? What are the takeaways in that? I think, Wendy, you went first last time on takeaways. So, Craig, what are the takeaways you have from the meeting? Well, I think uh, I, I get a sense of overall of, of a positive vibe uh, from the city commissioners. I, you know, we've got three new commissioners, and I've known, I've known Jim Bojo and Bonnie Askew for um, a long, long time. Uh, we went to Westrom High School together. I'm older than they are, but I've known those folks and Bill Collins and I went to school together. So, I mean, we, you know, we're in a situation where we feel like we have an opportunity uh, because of um, what we inherently have here. Not a lot of communities have Floyd Medical Center, Redmond, and Harbin. I had to go to Harbin this morning. And I just thought about how wonderful it was to be there. People don't understand the dollars that are generated in this oh, community gosh, yeah. because of health care. Um, I came out of the college environment. We've got four institutions of higher education, two wonderful public school systems, and then some independent schools. If you bring industrial prospects here or if you bring technology prospects here, uh, the quality of life here and then the resources that are available give us a huge opportunity to build on and move forward. I know the Development Authority met last week and they're looking, uh, I think the number of prospects they've got right now is above 30, maybe 32, 35 prospects. Eventually we're going to land some of those. We've got to have more land. That's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity because we have money now. We were forward thinking enough to pass a SPLOS that gave us some money to buy industrial property. Uh, we've got to have a spec building. I think uh, Missy Kendrick told us she had lost a project because we didn't have a 75,000 square foot spec building. And I've been uh, preaching that for, I was actually on a spec building committee many years ago. Um, I think that we're on the threshold of, uh, I love this economy. I mean, this is, it's the best, you know, anybody that wants a job has a job. 
and there are so many opportunities right now for people to go out and, and better themselves, either through education or just go get a job. I think we're kind of on the cusp of going to that next level. I know Wendy has been very involved with the census. That is going to be the most important thing that we're going to be involved in uh, this next year. We have got to get people out to respond to the census because that relates to dollars, and those dollars can come back into the community. We need to get a good uh, head count. But I'm, you know, if I was buying stock, I'd buy stock in Rome, Georgia, Rome and Floyd. And uh, I don't see any obstacle that we have. I mean, certainly nothing came out of our planning retreat the other day that would be an obstacle that will prevent us from moving forward. When problems come up, we address the problems. And uh, I think um, I'm, I'm excited about our future. Good. Uh, Ms. Davis. I and I sell, let me say one more thing. I sell commercial real estate. Um, and I came out of education, and I knew a little bit about real estate, but just right here in, well, not just in Rome, I do Floyd, Gordon, Polk, and other communities, but I did almost $10 million myself in real estate in 2019. Uh, we had some other agents in Rome that did much more than that. People are buying property again, and that is an indication that banks are loaning money again. So there's a sense of confidence out there right now that I haven't seen in probably seven or eight years uh, since the downturn. So I'm 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 very bullish on Rome, Georgia, right well, now. That's a great year. By the way, congratulations on that. That's that's awesome numbers. Ms. Davis, how about you? What are the takeaways you have? So um, I think um, to piggyback off what Commissioner McDaniel said, uh, talking about uh, growth and uh, and the fact that we were all everybody county commissioners, the city commissioners, all the staff, we're in agreement that we want to grow. We want to make sure as city leaders that we're uh, creating the right uh, atmosphere for growth, right? So uh, that cultivation, right? Like we've got the dirt, the right kind of dirt uh, and the right kind of environment for um don't for, say dirt to a journalist. I mean. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> for for folks to thrive, right? Sure. For businesses to thrive, for people to thrive, right? The the intangibles, uh, it, it you can't put a price on it, but you have to be. You have to include that in your calculus, right? Uh, you can't put you know a dollar measure on it, but you have to have those measures. And so when you talk about how. Um, admired Rome is within our Georgia Municipal Association community. That is absolutely true. But if we just sit back and go, hmm, we got the best Live, Work, Play Award three years ago, we rock, and and, and don't keep moving forward oh, yeah, with it. Saying. Right? So, lately, yeah. so a lot of times, um, you know, we you, in my mind, you see what another community is doing, and you figure out how you can take the positive pieces of that and, and make it work for Rome, right? Like give it the Rome twist. Um, and, and in some ways, our community hasn't always done that, right? Like, if you look at our ULDC, which, what was that, 25, 30 years ago? It was a long time ago before I was paying attention to such things. Sure. And, um, and and we, I'm all for hiring outside experts to do things that require outside experts. But we picked somebody who brought sort of a Gwinnett County 1990s mentality to putting together a development code for our community. And it was a stop growth because the fear in those metro Atlanta suburbs sure. at the time was they were growing too fast and they couldn't handle it. So the great news is last week we all went, whoa, 
we're all pro-growth. Yep. So uh, so let's take a look at this and figure out ways that we can change it. And that's responsive to both changing times. It's responsive to people in our community who have seen that there are obstacles there uh, for what they're trying to do with their businesses. And so I was really excited, again, about all the common sense there was about growth and then about quality of life. Um, I, my new colleague, Mark Cochran, and his idea of the Riverwalk, um, since I've been hear- hearing about that, right? Like I've been to Chicago, <laughs> I've sure. been to San Antonio, I've been to Savannah, and you I stopped by Augusta. Which is gorgeous, right? Yeah, so, um, and and now have looked to what they're doing uh, with their rivers. Actually, I was in Seattle too, looking at what they're doing with their riverfronts or waterfronts, and how they are making it not just a tourism thing, but an economic development thing. And our community tourism, right, are the cleanest cleanest industry sure. we've got, right? And the beauty of it is everything we might be doing to attract tourists actually improves the quality of life for the folks living here. So from the simple things about our trails, like you think about if you drive up in the mountains, they've got these scenic overpasses where you're supposed to stop and look out. Yeah. Oh, isn't it pretty there? We don't have that on our river trails right now. It's That's like our trails point. are by the river, but they're not embracing the river. So from just creating little nodes along our existing trails to down here in the downtown area, we have the opportunity that most cities don't. We have both sides of the river and we can find a way to make it more about interacting with the river, places for you to put in, places for you to just enjoy the water and not be like a backdrop, but be a part of what you're putting together. And just the the energy of the possibilities and the wonder and the gosh, how big can we think um, that came out of that meeting is just thrilling to me. It's going to sound crazy. Walk us through the river walk. What are we talking about? There's some good ideas there, but what I, I grew up real quick. I grew up on a city in Florida, you know, near Cocoa Beach, Space Center, wherever it is, on the Indian River, and it was our playground. I mean, it was a big river, major, major mm-hmm. river, but still, you know, fishing, boating, whatever, you know, we camped out, we, whatever it is, you know, we, everybody had a dock or whatever. And it was just so cool. And here, when we moved, when I moved here, we moved here in 2002. I mean, driving over bridges, you'd look to your left, look to your right. And I never saw a kayak, never saw a canoe, never saw, of course, you know, it's not a big, I know it's not the major boats and all, but you never saw life. Now, CRBI and others have worked very hard to clean the rivers up. And I love what we've seen in recent years. When you can see a rainbow of you know floats and whatever it is coming on down there nowadays, on especially in the summertime and all, so we're getting back to those rivers. But really, what what else would we see as a so so bes- bes- besides the recreational use, which again have have just grown exponentially, frankly, since the folks from Riverdog came to town and start yeah. no. started not just selling paddle boards but creating that culture of utilizing the river and their meshing with CRBI. So beautifully um, has, has been a great benefit to the quality of life in our community. But I want you to think about like a pier or a dock. I want you to sort of have that concept, right? Like when you go to St. Simon's, like if you go to St. Simon's and you don't go to the pier, that's unusual, right? Like it's a draw, it's a magnet. So in the same kind of way, there are all kinds of people who come to our downtown, who come to Broad Street, who never even necessarily come across and look at the river, Right. Who don't look at that beautiful bridge with the flag. Right. Like I always take everybody and some of my friends are like, it's weird. Why are you taking them there? I was like, because this is one of our biggest assets. Mm -hmm. So think about the Riverwalk being like a magnet to bring people down. Think about if we built it up. So it's not like just one dock or pier kind of thing, but all along 
downtown, you had that ability to be closer to the water and then it was drawing you there, right? Like in San Antonio, I was traveling by myself to the National League of Cities, right? Probably shouldn't have been walking as far as I was on the river walk by myself at night, but it was a mag. I like wanted to see where it went, yep. right? And so it's, it's just, it's an opportunity to have businesses that are engaging with the river, mm. right? Think about rooftop um, restaurants that are looking out over the river. Think about what you get at the courtyard, right, by embracing the river, what Ira has done with the Hawthorne Suites, sure. you know, turning his things toward the river. I just think we can magnify that. Good. Good point. Yeah, and I agree. I think, back to the trails thing, I, I made this comment at the retreat the other day. I, uh, When I got on the city commission, I did not think of trails uh, in terms of it being an economic development uh, uh, issue, but it truly is. We bring people in the community, yes, and, and it's not just millennials, but people uh, who come into the community. Now, we've looked at a lot of different communities. We've been to Greenville and a lot of different places that have trail systems, went to Asheville. But what we have the potential of doing here because of our proximity to the Pinhody Trail and Civil Comet Trail, if we keep working, and we've got City of Rome and Floyd County and City of Cave Spring on board, we've got a committee working on it. Uh, Bill Temple chairs that. But we've got the potential uh, to do some connectivity that really and truly will drive people, uh, or they will drive to Rome to walk, I guess. And uh, I think that's a huge plus. Our river, I mean, I'd, uh, I've been to Columbus twice, and um, I've been very familiar with what they've done along the river there. But they had corporate investment of about $220 million down there, oh, wow. Total Systems, Synovus and Aflac, and some other deep-pocketed individuals or corporate entities um, wrote checks, and they did their symphony hall, and then they've done the river. I mean, they basically have made a white water thing down there, and one of the old warehouse buildings that we looked at uh, the last time I went down with a chamber on an inner-city visit, They've turned that into loft apartments now. Oh, nice. And uh, so there's so much potential. you got to figure out who's going to pay for it. Um, and it always works best if you have private sector in, investment. And, and so uh, it's a plan. I, I mean, I will say I think we've done, we built our city on the river. We have a huge river walk on that side of the river. Uh, this is kind of an open screen here. We can basically design this, um, you know, this side of the river any way we want to do that, the west side. Of, and um, But I think there's potential there. Again, the good thing about the things that we talk about, um, we don't have, we don't have anybody on the county commission poking their finger at the city and saying, you guys are dumb, you shouldn't be doing that. We just don't operate that way anymore. And um, I think we've both worked on SPLOS projects uh, over the years and the committee process works. And I think if we can get some of these good ideas before a, a citizens committee uh, and bring them to fruition, uh, I, I'm all for that. Uh, well, are, we, are we talking about the next splost here? Well, so so we may be talking about the next splost. Um, to me, obviously, it matters how you're going to get there. It matters how you're going to pay for it. Um, there are wealthy people in this community. There are people who will be willing to invest in this community who may not be in this community yet, right? To me, figuring out 
we don't even know what it'll cost yet, right? This is an idea and we need to explore this idea and expand on this idea. And one of the things I shared last week, which I think is an important marker, and I I don't know if it's actually true or if it's just folklore, you know, a lot of things about Barry (laughs) become a little more folklore than actual um, historical fact, if you will. But the, 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 the story goes that Martha Barry took that hill where Frost Chapel is now and had a big sign there that said chapel needed here, right? And the family driving through um, saw that sign and they had just lost their son in the war and that they found that as the way to memorialize oh, wow. their son, right? And again, I mean, I know the family gave the money and built the chapel. I'm not sure what the sign looked like or if that happened, but what I want us to do and what I'm excited, like I feel like we're doing is we're going Riverwalk needed here. And let's talk yeah, about- nice what that would look like and what that would be and and not and you know i've got i've already got us connected we're going to visit columbus and we're going to visit chicago and we're going to talk to the actual engineers who you know figured out how to make it work with their unstable water source right like san antonio is different Mm. it's kind of like disney like they made their own water that's not like an active river going through there i mean it's river that's diverted there very carefully controlled we don't have that but Let's let's dig in. Let's find out what the details, what what's needed. But more importantly, right now we're talking about what's wanted. And we all agreed. And I know Craig shares this. We want this community to thrive. I don't care who you talk to, what side of town they're from, if they've been in Rome 10 minutes or if they've been in Rome five generations like my family has. Right. They want young people to want to come to this community. They want their kids to grow up, maybe go off to college, but they want their kids to come back here and raise those grandkids here. And right now we're missing that segment of those college educated kids. What jobs what, they'll do here let's do this we've got about two minutes left. how about a minute each we'll close on that sure. that topic sure so what, we've got we've got to keep the college do? kids here right so we have to create an environment that they feel drawn to right the folks here at brand red i love them the energy they bring the creativity they bring how do we make sure they don't pick up and leave right uh, and how do we draw more people in those creative cultures in the technology world, in the people doing businesses like mine that don't have to be in a particular geography, right? No, uh, their product, you're not putting on a truck and, and driving to an interstate, right? You hit send. Good and, and we need more of that. Craig, how about you? Well, I think we, we've all talked about keeping young people here. And when I graduated high school in 1971, they were talking about keeping young people here. And that's a challenge for any community. But what we've got to do we're not on the interstate. Uh, some people think that's a blessing. Some people think it's a curse. Um, I'm kind of in the middle of that. I, I don't know what it's going to be like when we actually have connection to uh, I-75. The things that we can control, we've got to have better broadband. We've got to have better connectivity. Young people will not come here. Professionals will not live in community where they have trouble accessing um, their client base. So that's something that we really need to work on. Housing and affordable housing is an issue, but I think we address a lot of that when we actually bring some new jobs in. Rooftops follow jobs and retail follows rooftops. And I think that's kind of the pattern that uh, you know the development authority is operating under now. But um, we, I think if uh, the redundancy of, of success is not, I mean, people say you keep on doing what you do, you'll keep on getting what you got. 
to some extent, I'm kind of comfortable with that. We've got to improve our growth. We're not growing. Our per capita income, if you look at the region, we're flat. That's why we're not a tier one retail market right now. You're not going to get a target in this market. We've had that conversation. But East Bend is about to open up, and we're going to have 25 or 26 new retailers over there, or restaurants. I think that is a huge uh, vote of confidence for this community. It's going to bring new eyeballs into the community. Our challenge is that we don't let Broad Street, our downtown, be bypassed when these new jobs are coming in. I think Broad Street and our downtown is by far our biggest asset, and we've got to constantly push new ideas down there. So think about if you tripled the energy of Broad Street, right? Oh, so you have yeah. so so you have Broad Street maxed out in terms of its capacity for retail and restaurants and housing, right? And then you have here in the River District, we get it cooking, right? And you have maybe even a little more pop over here. And then in between you have the river and the riverwalk, right? And the the magnet of that if somebody comes to East Bend because they want to go to whatever retailers are going to be there, we don't know everything yet, sure. but they want to go there. They're not going to come from Calhoun and go to that retail stop and not come downtown. Yep. Do you we know hope what I'm saying? they it's, don't. Right. Uh, well, the I mean, thing, they, they may well. Yeah. I mean, you I can't predict, but we've I talked feel among, like uh, Some of our fellow commissioners have talked about this, about branding Broad Street as historic Broad Street or historic downtown Rome to make it a destination location. If you're in Rome, you've got to go to Broad Street. If nothing else, you just go and drive down Broad Street. Everybody if you drive down it, um, and, I, and every quarter, I think we need signage and maybe an arch somewhere saying uh, historic Broad Street, and then let's magnify the historical events. I mean, the, the guys that drew the name out of the hat, let's have maybe a statue of that. I, when I travel, I look for those kinds of things. I will stop and look at landmarks. I'll read uh, memorial plaques and people from out of town. And we have a huge number of people from out of town who come here now. It It is something, I think, that would engage them in our community. No, good point about that. But, and it's about an energy, right? It's got to feel fun. See, it's got to feel lively. And I think that's why this whole, maybe this whole conversation will tail on with this. I think coming from y'all's I mean, I wasn't there, of course, but I mean, you know, the what I heard coming out of that redundantly was that energy, energy, enthusiasm, always been here. I mean, you know, we have a good thing, but there's like maybe a little bit more coming out of that stuff. I'm with you. I, I think I think y'all both just said in the closing statement, I think are great. I'll go one more with that. I would love to see not only the river walk and all this stuff here, but something I heard of Barry a long time ago, and I think Barry is, you know, dedicated. I'm not speaking for Barry, but I mean, take it out to that quarter. Take, take this the same synergy and get it out to the barrier, get it out to shorter, get it out to the ballpark. Well, and but and what what you have to have, right? Like we have done a good job of breaking down the berry bubble a little bit, right? I mean, when my dad grew up here, and, and this strange yesterday was a hundred years since my dad was born, which is just mind blowing to me. Wow. But when my dad was here, like that was when Barry was like closed off, like yeah. sealed off. The alumni talked about. St- sneaking out the crack to go into yeah. town because you weren't supposed to. We have to have those Barry students throughout their four years here being a part of this community, not visitors that occasionally come to town. Yeah. So we still haven't figured that out either. Same thing with all four colleges, right? I think what we're about to do with transit can help with that. Obviously, expanding our trails can help with that. Um, but it's all about moving forward 
and bringing people together. Well, I want some of those baseball fans coming downtown too. Yeah, I mean, you know, or yeah, even the yeah. football fans. I mean, you know, we're lucky we're shorter yeah. having Baron. I mean, but still, there's so many opportunities out there. Guys, thank you. Speaking of opportunities, thank you guys. Spending time today with us talking about no, no, a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, We're going to do more of this kind of stuff. You're looking a little bit forward coming out of these kind of meetings and other things. I mean, there is so much energy and so much potential here. And I think that's something I think everybody agrees with. So just yeah. how do we get to that point? So, And let's we, talk about housing next time. Oh, I'm. you've read my mind. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk about housing. Y'all, thank you very much. Again, Craig McDaniel, Wendy Davis, thanks for your time today. As always, thanking Todd LaBarge, his wonderful production of this uh, podcast. We appreciate that. Any thoughts, thoughts, comments, whatever it is, please drop us emails. We're pretty easy to get to as well. Um, we thank you for your time today. Continuing updates and news-wise, of course, Hometown Headlines, uh, Drucker Report, the Newscast, the uh, Hometown Podcast Network. Any way we can help you out, let us know. Y'all, thank you again for your time. Have a great day in Northwest Georgia.